Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 57 of the Nearly Men Video Games podcast, coming to you from Scotland on Thursday 20th of February 2020. I'm Colin Little and joining me today is Gary Hogg Simmons. Hello. And nobody else. That's we have, it. <laughs> we have no Kaczynski. We are, we are be left without teacher today and uh, we're going to run amok, Gary, aren't we? Oh, it's going to be the longest podcast in the history of the Nearly Men podcast. It is indeed, and I've already chopped a little bit out of our, uh, out of our intro because I just thought, why not, eh? I know. But of course, right, as right. you know, we're nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them. We're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point, we've probably kicked our asses online. Yeehaw! Gary, how are you doing? I am good. It's all good in the hood. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Here we are. Uh, we are regular. Bang on time. And <laughs> healthy, healthy and regular. I feel we need a little moment of kind of dun, 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 dun. Not joking. No. Because the very sad news that uh, tomorrow, near oh, the no, day, which will be, which will be, the, the episode will be out. So I say tomorrow, but, but actually today, um, the Last of Us was supposed to be out, Last of Us 2, and it's oh. not. Such a tease. I saw them uh, putting up a little thing saying a uh, hundred days, a hundred days till it's out. <laughs> so that's aye, good. Aye, aye, aye. But no, yeah, a hundred days. Well, it's now. It must be now. Maybe ninety-seven days. Oh gosh, maybe something like that. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, a long way to go, but um, still something to look forward to, I suppose. Um, mm. Of course, there is a little bit of uh, Last of Us 2 news, but uh, we'll be talking about that uh, in just a little while. But um, I don't know about you, Gary, but we have been playing a hell of a lot of games. Yeah, we've actually did a good bit of work the past two weeks, I'd say. The, our, our, our PS4s uh, have been red hot with the amount of games we've been downloading and playing. Um, yep. So, yeah, I don't think we should mess about too much. We should probably get ourselves started and get on with it. But first of all, uh, the, here's a little bit about us and how you can, uh, how you can get in touch with us. Uh, yeah, so listen up. Reaching the Nearly Men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube or your preferred podcast player. We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Gary at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men. Or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? Okay, so yep, that's how you can get in touch. And speaking of get in touch, we've had a few people get in touch. Uh, Gary, did you see earlier on on our um, on our Facebook page that uh, that uh, Paolo had put up a little post and and also wanted to know whether people thought that uh, who would win a a dance off out of you? I and did I? see this, yes, and uh, I mean it would be a, a tough call. It'd be very close. It would. Well, Jamsey forty two has been in touch, and he doesn't think it'd be a. a Close call at all. In fact, I'm pretty sure he said sorry, but I think Gary would win the dance off. So, oh, you, you'd get second place. Oh, good second place out of two. Yep, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Positive. Uh, spin. Well, thank you, Jamesy. That was a, a dagger to my heart. I am blocking you on all social media. You are dead to me. Watch yourself uh, at football. Coincidentally, Gary, we actually know who would win in a dance off out of the two of us because at my very wedding. <laughs> 
there was a dance off. It was in teams. Uh, you you decided to go in my darling wife's team, and yes, you did win the. I dance did off. win. Yeah, actually, I went rogue because I started in your team, then halfway through got bored, so switched sides. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> says says more about you than we need to know, doesn't it? <laughs> Loyalty, what? I know, I know. <laughs> well, you weren't a full-blown nearly man at that point, so... I, no, I, no, I was I not. Could, I could... Uh, I, I just about managed to forgive you, but um, yeah. you, you, you ever try that again? Oh, no. If it, if it was these days, it'd totally be a nearly win. Good, good. Will you remember that? I will. <laughs> uh, well, without Mr Kaczynski, I think it's time, and I'm going to have to try it now, but it's, of course, time for... News! Oh, that was good. Yeah, that, was, well that was pretty good. I don't think we yeah. need them. I, no. I don't think we need him. Deadweight, I mean, he's going to edit all this nonsense that we've put together afterwards. So, you know, we'll... Uh, yeah, not we that might dead. Need him not for that that. dead. <laughs> Post-production. Okay, so first bit of news. Um, uh, very topical, this. We were, of course, talking about The Last of Us 2. Um, one of the things people were very excited about was um, was heading to PAX East, which is, gonna, uh, which is taking place in Boston uh, next week. And, uh, of course, the big thing was that PlayStation would be there and people were going to be able to uh, book in chances to play The Last of Us 2. Uh, however, a couple of days ago, there was a development. <gasps> uh, this is best summed up on uh, an article on Eurogamer.net uh, from Tom Phillips. Uh, and he says, uh, today, Sony Interactive Entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation at PAX East in Boston this year due to increasing concerns related to COVID-19, also known as novel coronavirus. PlayStation said in a statement, we felt that this was the safest option as the situation is changing daily, we are disappointed to cancel our participation in this event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. Uh, PlayStation were due to use PAX East to show a playable demo of The Last of Us 2, uh, which had previously, uh, sorry, and which had previously asked fans to reserve a spot for via the PlayStation app. There is uh, no word yet of when it may resurface. Uh, other games due to be hands-on there uh, from Sony's side of things were uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Dreams, Iron Man VR, Neo 2, Doom Eternal, Spelunky 2, uh, Persona 5 Royal, Predator Hunting Grounds, and and more. So Gosh, that's, uh, a, that's a big chunk of good games. Well, it's a lot of things. Uh, I saw a few folk online uh, throwing some shade at Sony, basically saying that Sony had pulled out because they didn't really have anything to show. Um, <laughs> because really, they only had... Clearly, there's nothing coming out for, like, anytime soon. I mean, I kind of... I mean, that's just some angry news <laughs> on the internet. But, I, I mean, I kind of get the point that a lot of those games that they were showing off aren't necessarily exclusives. Mm. Um well, Neo's an exclusive, I right. think. I think Iron Man VR might be an exclusive, obviously. Dreams is an exclusive. Uh, yeah. Seven it's... Remake's exclusive for a year. Yeah. A sort of five exclusive. So there's quite a few. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I suppose, but with the absence of The Last of Us 2, there's not a big, big, big announcement. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but that said, I guess this is just an interesting one. And, and of course, other people are saying, well, there's no sign of coronavirus being in Boston. But I do take the point. People are traveling from all over the world to go to this conference. Uh, I suppose the risks could could be high. And, you know, um, if uh, if a game company or, or, or a, 
uh, console company um, are want to look after their staff, then I think, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Um, they're, they're obviously s- certainly taking it pretty seriously. Um, it does make you wonder what's going to happen with PAX East, though, because obviously Sony's not at E3 anymore. They're now no, not going to be at PAX East. It, you know, are these big these big um, conventions uh, in trouble? Yeah, they seem to be slowly dying away um, to smaller kind of events. I saw that Jeff yeah, Keighley's no longer going to be presenting and producing E3 this year as well, so that's another nail Ooh. in their coffin. Golly. Um I think E3 is going to change quite dramatically in the uh, in the years to come. Gary, you've got some Batman news. I do. So it was just this morning um, on the way to work. Uh, I seen a, a link on the Facebook, uh, and this is an article on GameBite.com written by Lara Jackson. And uh, the headline is what caught my attention was leak claims next Batman Arkham game will be a series reboot. Oh. So the 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 working title or the rumoured working title of the next Batman game was uh, Batman Arkham Legacy. And there was lots of rumours on it, right? And it was meant to be, oh, you're the Bat family. You get to play as different members of the Bat family afterwards, uh, after the end of Batman Arkham Knight. Um, but now the rumour is that it's rebooting the whole series, so it's taking it back to the beginnings, because it's also going to open up the DC gaming universe. Ooh. The rumor is then there might be like a Wonder Woman game and a Superman game. And uh, I was discussing this earlier with Kevin, friend of the podcast, to which I was like, but the game is about metahumans. They'll be so boring. I was like, I find, because they're so strong. It's like, why would they, that's why Batman works. Because he, when he fights goons, there is still the element of a metal pole to the head will kill him. Yes, absolutely. So Whether it's Superman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, those games are going to be very different compared to an Arkham game. So it's a bit of a mixed feeling for me, this this claim, because I love the Arkham series. I even loved Arkham Knight. And to go back and wipe it and be like, let's start again. I'm like, really? Really? It's, it's an interesting one, yeah, because, you know, as you said, if you're the most powerful creature but how on earth does a game work unless they do that thing where you start off really powerful and then you lose your power yeah. somehow and I, I just think that always becomes a bit contrived yeah the stupid reason oh you you everyone's taking super medicine that makes everyone strong and you're like oh shut up or they've shut themselves off from the force yeah <laughs> don't don't get you're me started don't get me st- don't get don't get me started again. <laughs> I can feel Paul rolling his eyes in post-production. <laughs> yeah, he can try. He can try. Fileless for his game of the year. He knows nothing. <laughs> uh, How do you feel about that if it was a reboot, Colin? Were you an Arkham series fan? Uh, loved Asylum. Didn't play an awful lot of City. Uh, platinumed Knight. Oh, no, well, I didn't Platinum because I couldn't get that last one. I've got one trophy, that Brutality 101. Every other trophy. Um, I really liked Arkham Knight. Uh, I thought it looked fabulous. The tank stuff's horrendous. Uh, and uh, When it first turned up, I thought it was really cool. As it goes on, it's just overused. Yeah. Um, but for the majority, I really liked it. I also really liked um, uh, Batman Arkham VR as well. So, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I would really like to see another uh, another Arkham game potentially. Uh, I'm not sure if the extended Bat Family are really. I'm not that interested mm. in them. Batman's. Oh, see, I love the Bat Family. Interested. 
in. Uh, don't mind Nightwing. Um, you know, Batgirl yeah. could be quite interesting. With not Did really... you play the Arkham Knight DLC as when you were Batgirl and Nightwing, who then became uh, well, when he was Robin? That was I really well done. I think I did play that, and actually. I don't think excellent. I did. No. And he had classic Harley and our uh, Harlequin costume and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was DLC done really well, and that kind of opened up the idea of how all the different Bat family members could work. Well, I mean, I dare say it would it would work uh, well, you know, and yeah. uh, I, I just... Because uh... the other but... rumour was it was going to be based on um, Batman Beyond, when Bruce uh-huh. Wayne takes on The Apprentice. Um, oh, what's his name? Terry, Terry, Terry something. T- yeah. Um, and he becomes a new Batman in the future sort of thing. Um, but the, the story's meant to be based on the, the Court of Owls, which was in the reboot comic, the new 52, which was a good storyline, but it was very yeah. Bat family centric as well. That's so that's why I'm kind of like, oh, what's going on? I mean, I suppose as long as each of the Bat family are different and yeah. interesting, and maybe if they could do it in a sort of. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five way where you can yes. jump jump between them and 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 pick mm-hmm. up different things that would be quite cool. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I would necessarily want to do. Oh, this is the Robin chapter. This is the Batgirl uh-huh. chapter. Uh, I think it would if they've all got like say Batman's a tank and Batgirl's like yeah. super fast, almost like a rogue or something. Yeah. Like uh, th- that would at least be interesting. But if you're kind of just doing the same thing with them all, then that that's less interesting. You know. Yeah. No, they did, I think, in Arkham Knight. It started in the city because you could play as Catwoman in the city and free yeah. the city as Catwoman. I loved that. I do and remember then playing that, yeah. You could play Robin in the DLC and he had a shield and he had different combat moves. And then in, in Arkham Knight, Nightwing, Robin, Catwoman, Batgirl, they all played differently. Like, Batgirl was really fast. So uh-huh. they, had, like, they had to start something good. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops and where it goes next. Well, that's certainly uh, something... You know, that that's certainly a, a possibility. It certainly sounds a bit more interesting that way. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, moving on. I I feel it would be very, very uh, rude of us to, to do Cozy's Crumbs while Cozy's not here. Oh, I know. Um, but we will move ourselves through and we'll go on to the, the freebies. <clears throat> so, uh, Games with Gold. Uh, for the month of February, we've got TT, Isle of Man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Oh, is it? Well, do you know what? It's it's actually it's not a bad mid game. Uh, you know, people who are into that sort of really, <clears throat> excuse me, really uh, in depth uh, race, uh, well, motorcycle simulation. I'm sure they love it. Uh, me and Paul were horrendous at it. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, it's a cough right into my microphone. Uh, next up, from the 16th of February <clears throat> to the 29th of February, we've got Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, uh, a classic. Uh, original Xbox One and uh, Xbox 360. <clears throat> we've got Call of Cthulhu. It's uh, from the 16th of February to the 15th of March. Uh, an RPG survival horror. That's Xbox One as well. Uh, I still don't really understand how Xbox do these uh, do oh, these dates. It's so bizarre. I, I don't it, get it. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Uh, moving on to PlayStation Plus, I have to say after uh, several months of not much good, uh, this is a pretty strong month mm. for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get the Bioshock Collection, uh, 
which I cannot wait to start playing. Uh, it's downloaded, ready to go. Uh, I've just got so many other games to work my way through. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, we've got The Sims 4, which my wife's very excited about playing. Uh, she was a big fan of The Sims. I never really got The Sims. They just, oh, I just love really The Sims. Thing. Um, love it. What about The Sims 4? Is it good? It's, I've, it's so good. I've got it on my PC and my PS4. Oh, well, there we go. There's a yep. seal of approval from Mr. Yep. Mr. Gary Hogg. And, uh, of course, I think we both highly recommend this game. Oh, the yes. PSVR game, Firewall Zero Hour. If there are anybody out there that's got themselves a PlayStation VR, you have to download this. This is an excellent game. Yes. Um, and for, uh, you know, for free, it is wonderful. It's got a really good community. Uh, think sort of uh rainbow six basically uh in vr uh small teams uh kind of death match you're 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 heading to uh on sort of decrypt uh sensitive information from a laptop uh one team's defending one team's attack and it's very simplistic very straightforward uh graphics are great levels are amazing uh community are brilliant i cannot recommend it highly enough and um if you get yourself a game, you will almost certainly get a chance to play with the nearly men at some point because we are on from time to time, and we're always looking for another player. Oh yes, uh, ideally, if you're good, that would really help. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so that was our uh, that was the freebies. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, an alright looking game uh, month, I suppose, for uh, Xbox. I'd say a very strong month for PlayStation. Yeah, would agree. PlayStation has a, a very good month. So we are absolutely tearing through this week's episode, but I knew we had to because uh, we have had an onslaught, an onslaught of game centres, haven't we, Gary? Oh, yeah. Um, Drowning in games. Uh, so uh, we've got loads and loads of games. Uh, we've been rattling through reviews. So uh, I'm going to get started. I have been playing uh, Bluebird Team's wonderful survival horror, Blair Witch. Have you had a shot at this at all, Gary? I know you bought it a long time ago on PC and bottled it. Have you managed to even turn it I on? I have not, because I've had oh. else to play. The, the reviews come first, Call on the reviews come first. Oh, That's my okay. answer, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, very convenient. Uh, uh, okay, so I streamed this. Um, anyone who's interested, you can check it out on my uh, on my. Uh, Twitch stream, uh, Colin underscore NM. Uh, I believe my streams will still be there. I streamed the entire game in two settings. Um, it is very good. Um, as somebody who was a big fan of the Blair Witch, uh, Blair Witch Project, the original film, I, I remember uh, going to the cinema to see this uh, when I was 15. And um, it was... a terrifying film. I, it creeped me out so much. I grew up uh, spending a lot of time... Uh, you know, exploring woods, burn running, jumping off waterfalls, all sorts of mental things in woods that looked just like the woods in the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> uh, so it, it always sent a bit of a chill up my spine. You know, I always used to I wonder if wonder about these woods. I was going to come across the the Blair Witch. You know, um, so <laughs> so I was very intrigued about this game. Uh, Bloober team, of course, are the 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 wonderful developers behind uh, Layers of Fear and Layers of Fear Two. Um, they are also friends of the podcast. Uh, they were one of the first ever teams to send us uh, a, a copy of their game. They sent us a copy of the original Layers of Fear for our um, for our uh, horror Sick Kid Save Point many years ago now. Uh, we played the whole game 
that that uh, <laughs> that day, um, <laughs> and it was terrifying. Mr. Kaczynski in particular struggled big time with it. Uh, it really scared him. Paul scared yeah. his own shadow. He is, I. But uh, you know, Bloober really specialise in this sort of psychological horror. It's yeah, not, they're not really mad on jump scares. Uh, although there are, there are a couple in Blair Witch, um, but oh, yeah. No. The, the great thing about, you know, Layers of Fear in the past was you would, like, turn round and as you turned round, say, the room that you were in, as you switched, as you turned round, the room changed, like, completely and stuff like that. Really yeah. spooky stuff. And there's an element of that in, in this. Um, loosely based, you play a, a police officer who, or a detective who's been sent to the woods in Burkittsville, Maryland, uh, in search of a missing child. When you get there, uh, you and your dog... Uh, the wonderfully named Bullet. You pick up a radio <laughs> and you speak to the the local sheriff who's who's already out on the hunt for the young boy, and you're coming to help look for him. Oh, uh, but is it actually the sheriff? Oh, I can feel. Oh, I feel sick of the thought already. So as you're headed out there, you're on talking to the sheriff uh, on your walkie-talkie. You've got the dog. The wonderful mechanics that the Bullet. You can send him looking for stuff. He also becomes really important later on when when things start to get a bit dangerous. It plays very much like a sort of first-person sort of walking simulator. Um, there's uh, some puzzle solving. None of the puzzles are particularly complicated. Um, it's got a really nice mechanic as well. Later in the game you find, uh, well not too late in the game, you find a, a, an old-school video camcorder, you know, like Ooh, the, one, yeah. the, one, the one in the film. Mm-hmm. And you find around here these little cassette tapes. And you put in a cassette tape and you play footage and you might you might see the young boy peter or you might see some camper or what have you somebody wandering about in the woods at some at one point you see a horrific murder Um, and what you'll notice is that people in the videos might put something down there's one point when a baseball's dropped on the ground Um, if if you if you pause the the tape at a certain point those those items appear in the level Oh, that's cool. Uh, so, for instance, that baseball, it, it's dropped on the ground uh, and you, you pick it up. It is spine-chilling. Later on in the game, you, you might see you, you might come to a door that's locked and then you see a video and say, this scary guy's going in the thing. He opens the door. If you pause it at the point the door's open, you bring the camera down and the door's in front of you wide open, which, which is uh, terrifying to uh, to say the least. It really does send an absolute shiver up the, up the spine. Um, the game looks great. It uh, it plays really well. It is beautifully done. So atmospheric and uh, genuinely terrifying at points. I mean, uh, I was so, <laughs> especially as the game started to uh, to to progress, it, it got scarier and scarier. And uh, I, including the very end of the game, where I was genuinely. Genuinely terrified. It's it's definitely worth. I would I would say to the listeners out there, if anyone uh, is curious about the game but maybe isn't feeling the bravest, then by all means check out my Twitch and you'll be able to see the streams there. I I have to say the last hour of that game might be the scariest game I have ever played. Oh my! Hi, uh, I mean, some people might might argue or might not think it, but because it's so it's so. Um, evocative of the film and a film that did creep me out um, 
and it's it's very like the end of the film in a lot of ways. Although there's, it's got its own sort of twists and turns compared to the story. Um, it, it's genuinely terrifying. I I absolutely loved it. And if you're a, a, a horror fan, which Gary, I know you are, I um, am. I would highly recommend people check out Blair Witch by Bloober Team. Oh, uh, and a big shout out to to our friends at Bloober who uh, have yet again uh, absolutely pulled it out of the bag. Boop, boop. So Gary, that's your that's your next order. Once you've got all these reviews out of the way, you need to get uh, oh, get straight in. Um, so I, I've played another game, but I think what we'll maybe do is actually, Gary, I believe you've been playing a game. So why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about Underhero? So Underhero is, in a word, I'd describe it as wicked. Uh, it's it's just wicked because it goes back to a time when wicked was a cool word to use. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's got this really retro feel to it. Uh, so it's got the old kind of eight sixteen bit look, but really polished. And for it's so vibrant looking. So as soon as you start it, it just captures your imagination. And um, and it starts really tongue in cheek. It, it's a real. It really pokes fun at itself. Um. So you start as this hero with a talking sword who's a way to save the princess. And the game's like, and the hero always wins, and this happens all the time, and that's how the story goes, including this story. <laughs> and then it starts, and you're kind of like, okay, so it's kind of teaching you how to play. So you're doing your running, you're doing your jumping. And then as you enter the next area, it, it goes to kind of like a cutscene. So not like a cutscene where you see these days, but it cuts to a different part of the level. Mm-hmm. And you see these these minions, so the bad guys, and they're discussing, and it's oh, it's so funny. It's just so daft. They're like, "Why are we doing this anyway? We're bad. We're the minions. We're gonna get killed. We always get killed." You <laughs> pick thumbs up. He kills us. The big bad guy dies. The princess goes home. What's the point? So they're having this big argument. Um, where another one's setting a trap, and they're like, "Why are you setting a trap? The traps never work. This is pointless. Let's just leave. Let's just go home." So when that happens, you start to think, "All right, this game's not going how I think it's gonna go." Um, and Absolutely. as 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 the hero, you just swagger into this room and you bump into the minions, and they're like, "Oh no, it's the hero! Help us! What's <laughs> going to happen?" And then they quickly realize the third bad guy's missing, and the trap is sprung, <clears throat> and the trap falls from the ceiling and it obliterates the two bad guys, but also the hero. Oh, and it's not like you don't see it. There's like blood pouring down the stream. Uh, the screen is little arms hanging out the trap and twitching and you're just like <laughs> what's going on and then the sword handles like oh no what's happened so he, he charges this little minion guy to look after the sword handle and take these three key items and then you're taken to the big bad boss man who lets go of the princess and he's like okay you go away we don't need you anymore the big guy, guy's dead see you next time bye and it's just, and then the story begins because this minion has been challenged with saving the world Okay, and you go from there, and it's it, it's just it's so fresh feeling. It just takes everything you expect from that type of game and turns it up in its head. What does it play like? Is it like a a roguelike? Is it a... so? It's a side scroller platforming game for the Sorry. for the main game. So you're kind of walking around the world, interacting with other characters, moving from screen to screen, Metroidvania style. Metroidvania. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah. And then you, when you meet bad guys, it goes into like an RPG combat. Um, so there's no like big, big big battle change. It basically just the button layout changes, and okay. enemies can attack. They can do a high attack and a low attack, so you can 
jump to avoid the low attack or duck to avoid the high attack. And when you attack, you've got a stamina bar. And if you go below three points of stamina, you get exhausted, leaving you open to attack. Um, so it's very simplistic, um, but very, very effective because you've got to time it. It's almost like a rhythm game. So you've got like mm-hmm. jump, jump, duck, attack, duck, attack, attack. Um, and they, the bad guys can run out of stamina as well. Um, so it leaves them open for longer. I think as the game keeps going on, I'm going to unlock either different weapons or different forms because okay. one of the images is him wielding a mace and I don't have a mace. <laughs> So okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking as the game goes on, I'm going to start to get more powers, like typically you would in an RPG or that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's uh, it's been delightful so far because it's just taking everything I expect and flipping it on its head. And it's quite dark, um, which contrasts the brightness and the, the colourful environments and the, the childlike whimsy of it all, because you're called a kid in mask that they're, they're, they're kids it's all it starts to make you think is this kids playing a game and it's just imagination mm-hmm. or what kind of world is this like the big bad boss his room's made up of like teddy bears and stuff so there's this weird it's it's going to be interesting to unravel the story but the, the first couple of hours i've played have been amazing um very entertaining um really really well planned out with the controls and just captures your imagination for the get-go so if you're a fan of metroidvania type games but uh-huh. also rpgs i'd say go for it it's, it's been great i can't wait to get back to it um it was one of those games as i started that i was like this is going to suck or this is going to be amazing and it's amazing Oh, brilliant. That yeah, sounds really cool, actually. I, I, I didn't know a lot about it myself. I, I do remember seeing it. Um, I, I think I've seen some screenshots of it, and it does it does have a sort of uh, Metroidvania sort of look to it, um, but, but very much sort of like uh, 16-bit or what have you, you know. Um, looks really cool. I, I, I quite fancy it, and certainly from what you said, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. So Under Hero from Paper Castle Games um, and Dig- Digirati. Obviously, digitally, um, it's 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 been great so far, uh, and I'll be playing it till the end. Brilliant. Okay, well, moving on. I have also been playing another review. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Dragon, Dragon by Red uh, Red Thread Games. Uh, this again, a bit of a sort of walking simulator, um, and I, you know, I feel that when you see. When you say walking simulator, it, it sounds a bit, you know, how would they put it? It sounds a bit uh, dismissive. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Um, but actually, that said, uh, it's actually a, a lot of fun, you know. I uh, I think it's really good. It's sort of set in the 1920s uh, in a sort of Scandinavian uh, little town. Uh, you, you start on a rowing boat. Um, you're on a rowing boat with uh, with uh, a girl uh, called Lizzie, uh, and you're looking Lizzie. Uh, is it Lizzie? Lissy. Sorry, Lissy. Uh, you've come over from uh, New uh, Amsterdam, uh, that sort of area uh, in in America, and you're looking for your sister Elizabeth. Right. Uh, you come over there. You and Lissa are. On the boat, you're heading to this town. You've sent a letter ahead. You've been told that, that she was here. She was a, a 
um, a journalist who had come to explore uh, the various things. I'm talking in very loose terms here because it's a tricky one to in any way review without giving away uh, plot points, so I don't uh, want to tell you much about it. Um, but of course, when you get to the town, things are not quite what they seem. There's a, there's a, been a mining disaster in the past. Uh, the town potentially never quite recovered from it. And as you explore the, uh, the, the town, you start to piece together the past uh, of the of the place, um, the little village, and uh, you. You, you start to put in all this. The, the little village, coincidentally, is called Gravik. Uh, it's a little Norwegian uh, fishing village. Um, I have to say, it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, it's quite a concise uh, little little uh, adventure. Uh, Debs and I sat down, we played through it. Uh, it took us around about four or five hours to complete the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, did, we did it all in the one sitting. Uh, but I have to say, it was really nicely done. There's some lovely moments, some really uh, fun moments. And, you know, Debs in particular, she loves these uh, these sort of story-based, so essentially walking simulator for, for one of a better, uh, think these kind of narrative-based exploration games. Uh, I, I'm not so keen on them. You know, everybody's gone to the rapture, things like that. wasn't my keen on. I really yeah. liked uh, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, this feels a bit more like that than everybody's gone to the rapture. Okay. It's got there's a little bit more to it. Um, you, you you're you're not really just moving about pressing the X button and, and looking at things. There are there are a, a wee bit more to do. Um, it's got some cool mechanics where um, you you might have a conversation or you might be looking at something and you'll see the little the the secret symbols. You know you'll see the, the square, the triangle, the the circle or whatever. Um, and they'll they'll give you sort of like subjects and you can tap the button to to sort of see a sort of overview of what the character might be thinking about the thing and then if you hold that button down then you'll actually uh, comment on it or actually speak about it so you don't necessarily have to explore all the dialogue options although you can but at the same time it gives you a chance to sort of think before you speak um because i mean how often in games do you click a a speech option and then what they say isn't quite what you hoped to say or wanted to say because it's <laughs> yeah. a pre-scripted line you're like oh, oh I, 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 used to happen, I didn't mean that it used to happen in like Mass Effect games and all that or Bio, <laughs> Bioshock uh, uh, sorry Bioware games uh, and I almost felt like I'd like offended somebody and I didn't mean to you know <laughs> uh, and then they suddenly start frowning at you or fall out or something like you're like well, I didn't mean to go on a wrong foot here I was trying to talk about something else um so it gives you a little bit more of that sort of thing. Um, as I said, it, it, as it moves on, it's a really nice, beautiful. It's got a sort of almost Scandi noir kind of feel to it. Um, mm. Quite a sad little tale, um, which is just told in a really beautiful thing way. Uh, the world, I mean, it really does look amazing for for what's essentially a, a rather small indie game. It is gorgeous. Um, you know, it's available on Steam, but of course, it's it's only just recently come to PS4. It just came this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was actually playing it uh, before release, um, and apart from a couple of things, there was a couple of minor graphical issues and uh, and a couple of crashes that happened. Uh, and they've already released two two subsequent patches to it um, oh, wow. and have fixed all that. I jumped in today, and it's it's running like a dream. Uh, so really. 
really good stuff. If you like these sort of little narrative adventures, um, you're looking for something not too taxing uh, gameplay-wise. You know, you're not going to you know open this game up and just get battered into the ground. You're just going to be able to enjoy it and explore it and and sort of solve the mystery. Um, then yeah, I would certainly recommend checking out Dragon. Sounds good. Um, as I said, Deb's she's a bit of an authority on these games. She likes them a lot. She really liked this. So yeah, I, I would I would highly recommend you check out. That is Draugen, uh by Red Thread Games. Nice one. Okay, so Gary, uh, you and I have of course been working hard uh, reviewing games, but um, if if that wasn't enough, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kaczynski has also been working hard at reviewing games. So we decided rather than letting him just get away with, with everything, we, we thought we might as well put him to work. So he did pre-record a little bit, which uh, which we're going to hear from now. So, uh, Gary, what do you think? Shall we shall we hear from Paolo? Oh, if we must. Ah, exactly. Right, let's hear what he's got to say for himself. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thanks, boys. I'm just sneaking in here with a little pre-recorded message. Um, sadly, I cannot make recording today. So, um thought I'd just drop a quick line saying some of the games that I've played and do you know I'm going to be fairly brief because I know the guys have got loads to talk about um, and they're probably running well over time by now you know they'll have said before they started like let's keep this to an hour because I've got to go away I've got to do this I've got to do that you know what I mean and uh, I'm, 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 I mean, my estimate is maybe it's maybe about an hour 15 by now, by the time I'm squeezing in here. So let me keep it brief. Um, basically, I've been playing loads of games. Uh, we've been really lucky that we have had loads of games thrown over to us. Um, I'm going to start with AO Tennis 2. Uh, Australian Open Tennis 2, I believe that is. Uh, and that was sent over by Big Ben Interactive and Big Ant Studios. And is obviously the sequel to AO Tennis. And do you know, this might be... Well, it's certainly the best tennis game that I've played in a long, long time. For some reason, tennis games used to be really, really good and they've got a really good feel with them. And then for a real period of time, they went really wonky and and, and just kind of... You know, I just never quite felt right. There was no weight to shots. People bounced about the court and the physics was all wrong. But with AO Tennis 2, there seems to be a real improvement on it, and um, it's, it's quite fun to play. It's, it's, it feels right, um, and it plays fun. It's fun to play. There is There are a few arcs with it um, here and there, as, as you get with all these kind of sports games, but uh, one of the major selling points of Australian Open Tennis is that it's got a huge user content input to it so you can create characters and upload them and even create venues and different things like that so even though Andy Murray isn't in the game licensed he he has been put up there by user content uh likewise you know people like the classics like Andre Agassi and things like that so you know the the the, the players are there if you want to play them even though you know this game doesn't have the budget of, of FIFA or Madden things like that and they, they can't afford all the licenses um so it is quite bare minimum they've got Nadal and they've got a couple other players who I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head but you know it's a handful of players rather than you know your full roster that you would get at Wimbledon or, or whatever uh, but it is fun it's got all your gl- your grass your clay uh, your hard surfaces um, different competitions um, Australian Open is the only 
licensed competition in it and it's good fun it's, it's good fun one of my main gripes and this is the same with madden and things like that and it's only a gripe to me but it could be a bonus to someone else is that it just takes so long to play and and that's not necessarily an awful thing but but it's just that i you know i'm fairly limited in the time that i've got to play and you know, if 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 a match is going to take me any time between thirty minutes and forty five minutes, then you know I'm not going to get through many matches a night. And there's when you, when you begin the career mode, uh, there is uh, you you play three qualifying matches to then get into the quarterfinals, and then play the semifinals and the finals. So you're not uh, the amount of time I've got at the moment. I'm not going to play a whole tournament. Um, in in the space of a night, but that is that is when it's put to three sets per match. Um, you know, as as t- tennis aficionados should know, it's five sets for the men, three sets for the women. Um, but I've set it to three just just for pure speed. You could set it to one, and it's just a one set game. Whoever wins that set wins. But I, I do like the idea that you you could drop a set and come back and things like that. So I always keep that alive a wee bit. But yeah, I mean, it's fun. The bottom line is, it is, it is fun to play, and it's it's good. Uh, I've not yet played a two-player match. I've not played online, and I've not yet played, you know, someone on the couch, um, which I'm keen to do. Uh, before, and I think I'll maybe do that before I speak about it next time, um, to see what it's like. But it is good fun, and if you like tennis games, you know, there's very little out there for tennis games at the moment. So, you know, if you like tennis games, pick it up. It is good. It's good fun to play. Another game that we were given was Drones Champions League. That was sent over by THQ Nordic uh, and made by Drone Champions AG and Climax Gaming. And you know, I got introduced to drone racing purely by random. I stumbled across it late one night on you know one of these Sky Sport Mix channels or whatever, one of the free ones, and it was... It was drone racing that was on it, and I was fascinated by it because it was so it was so fast and so uh, <laughs> it was so hyped up. I'd I'd never know. I knew drone racing existed, but you know, my my image is is people standing in a field, you know, moving drones about, maybe like almost almost like kind of crufts going over barriers and maybe through hoops and things like that. Uh, this is this is. Awesome! This is Octo. Same uh, <laughs> um, late night kind of you know ESPN type stuff. Bright neon lights, flashing lights, loud music, uh, lots of cages, different things like that. Uh, and it was, it was fascinating to watch because it was these guys, very skilled guys, doing very fast manoeuvres with these drones and flipping them and turning them round corners. And obviously, with, with drone racing, you, you, can, you can only see your drone, so that a lot of the time you've got uh, almost like a VR headset on, so you can see the camera on your drone and you can see how how to fly it. Uh, but I mean, some of the skill of these guys is unbelievable. So when I saw that there was a, a game of this, I thought I'll have to try that out. Um, and they sent us it over, and I gave it a go, and you know, it's okay, it's all right. It's it's got it's got a number of modes of control in it, and and the basic control is your arcade mode, and that is you push the the right stick to go forward, and the left stick to steer it. Essentially, that's how it is. You can strafe with the right thumbstick as well as go forward, but that that's essentially it, uh, and. It's it's very dull when it's played that way because 
you're you're, just, you're not flying the drone. You're just pushing it forward and turning it around. That's all you're really doing. Um, so it, it's it's not exciting, uh, and there's not much challenge to it at all. The moment you then switch controls to what's called acro mode, and that's essentially like you're flying a drone. Um, you can actually link this up if you've got it in PC. You can link up your your drone controller into your PC and fly it with your own controller, um, which is great. Um, which I'll come to in a second. But it's it's I mean it's the other end of the scale. It's unbelievably difficult, and you're you're really all fingers and thumbs. I, and you know all it is is you just need to take the time to practice and learn how to fly a drone. You know, realistically fly a drone because it is its pitch, its yaw, its roll, and you know it's it's not instinctive. Flying a drone is not instinctive. Um, what your thumbs do, you you think you could fly it because you you know you do flying games or whatever on on your your DualShock Four, but it's not like that at all for a drone. It's 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 almost back to front, and you know you don't you don't push forward to go. It's all about throttle and pitch. So you you have to tip your your drone downwards and throttle up to make it go forward. Otherwise, it just goes up high, just goes up straight up. So I I, I mean it's it's tempting to to as a hobby get that right and and learn how to fly a drone but it's that would be time consuming uh, and if you want to play a video game then it's just all you want to do is switch on the arcade mode if you can't fly a drone you want to switch it on the arcade mode and just batter about with that and it's and to be honest it's it's not that fun at all um uh, again I've, I've yet to really have mu- much multiplayer interaction uh, purely because a lot of the multiplayers are proper drone flyers who are doing it in this acro mode um, because you can what I was going to say was you can actually qualify for the drone champions league playing this game <laughs> I believe anyway from what I can see is you can actually enter like a draft and, and play the game and if, if you're if you're getting so so good if you can prove that you can fly a drone I think you'll be invited to proper competitions and fly real drones and different things like that and be involved in the big leagues as it were so, you know, it's great for that kind of thing and it's great for entry point, you know, if people can't, you know, essentially get to, to qualifying meets because of, of transport or whatever or travel, then it's, it's great for that idea that you could essentially pick up and play that and, and then get invited to, to play a competition. So it's great, but your average gamer is going to really be frustrated with this unless you can fly a drone. But, uh, so yeah, basically, if you can fly a drone and you enjoy that kind of thing, pick it up. Um, if you can't fly a drone then I think you're going to be quite frustrated and you want to stick it on arcade mode and it's just too easy, it's just too easy too straightforward, too bland and you'll never win a race against anyone else because they'll all be flying properly another game we've got here is Hunt Showdown, I'm not going to speak long about this, I'm where I'm already at 10 minutes here Um, so Hunt Showdown uh, I have done the tutorial, that's all it is Um, this was made by Crytek um and sent over by Koch Media, the good friends of Koch Media. And I've done the tutorial, and it is terrifying. It's terrifying. We are hoping to stream this. Um, I know Gary Hogg Simmons is going to be into this. Colin's going to be into this, I think, as well, uh, because it's cowboys. It's cowboys and monsters. So, I mean, to get my two fellow Neely men to play a game with me, that that's probably the best thing I could ever get. So yeah, I think we're going to stream this. As I say, I've only done the tutorial. It was entertaining, and the the prospect of it is is really quite quite cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to playing more of that. And finally, uh, 
we have got Dreams. Dreams has been made by Media Molecule and Sony. And uh, I dipped my toe into this and, and literally dipped my toe. This this game is, is beyond comprehension of huge. Uh, so Dreams is... Um, you can either create a game or play the creations that other people have did uh, or made. And it's really quite... I mean, it's, it's, it's going down a rabbit hole. It's... It's it's a wee bit, the controls are a wee bit difficult to get your head around at first. Once you do, you start to get used to them. Um, I I've not created anything yet at all. I, I've literally just kind of looked at it and went, ah, oh, that's for another time. Uh, but I have kind of dipped into other people's creations, you know, which vary from well, the simple things you could do something like a painting, or you could do a short film. Uh, a music track, a music video, or an actual game, or a full game. It's uh, It's been in early access for ages, so there are loads of things to, to play about with at the moment. Um, I've got real hope for this game, and, and I, th- I hope it's something I can keep dipping into, and maybe we could bring something like a Dream of the Week kind of thing to the show. But it's... Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty good and it's it's vast. There's, there's kind of no end to the 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 or the dreams really. So they're going to keep coming as long as people are playing it. And Media Molecule themselves are putting stuff into it as well. They've actually got a three-hour kind of game with it that you can try, and it shows you it kind of showcases what the game can do. Um, so I'll play through that first, I think, and then really start to wonder if you know. Could we create something? Or, you know, um, it's just fun even just dipping into the, the dreams that are coming out. And every, I think it's every week or every month, maybe, they've got a, a community-based event where you can submit creations to a, to a theme. So one of them was, like, love for February, as you can imagine, Valentine's Day and things. And there was New Year and science fiction was another one, things like that. And you, you get to see the, the some of the picks, basically, and vote for them. And then whoever wins, wins. And... I, I think I presume just get respect rather than anything else, but uh, it's it's got real hope and it's really huge. Uh, and I'm going to wrap this up just now because I'm aware I'm well over time. So uh, yeah, uh, I'll be back next week or a couple of weeks um, talking more about the Australian Open tennis. Hopefully, lots about Hunt Showdown uh, and maybe a few dreams in that as well. But uh, I'll pass you back to the boys. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for that. Paolo, uh, yeah, so he's been working really hard at work. Uh, Gary, mm. you've played a couple of these games yourself, haven't you? Yes, uh, yes. We'll talk about Hunt Showdown in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you have been playing Dreams. What do you think of Dreams? I have. I've dipped my toe in because Dreams is a sea of dreams. It is massive. It is mental. Um, I had... I was going to sign up for the, 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 the beta for Better, however you say it, a couple months ago, and just the way to do it, it shot. <laughs> and I was oh. like, oh, well. Um, so when I seen this, I was like, ooh, yes, 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 yes. Because as you'll know from Dean Dean with us, I love creating worlds and creating stories and building things for people to play through. So I, when I was younger, I always wanted the Net Yarrow's PlayStation, which uh-huh. was a developer PlayStation. This is essentially Net Yarrow's grown up. Yeah, it's a, it's a dev kit, basically, isn't it? Yeah. It becomes uh-huh. a dev kit. And it is mental. So when you start, it starts like, it starts this really like English voice and darkness. And it's like, you are full of imagination. And you've got to choose this wee fluffy thing, which is your imagination imp. And it takes you through all these weird abstract concepts of 
making ideas and popping sounds. And it's really bizarre. I mean, you do kind of spend the first three minutes going, what am I doing? <laughs> um, and then it goes in this big journey of if I've written down a wall so you've not blocking your ideas. And and it's a really nice way to start it. Just kind of build your self-confidence. And then it's literally just, here's here's things that people have made. Go have fun or make your own. And it is mental. People have built, so one you'd like, someone has built the whole introduction to Star Wars, A New Hope. Oh, yes, I did. Um, I, I think I heard them talking about that one. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of funny on uh, PS I Love You. Uh-huh. Uh, sounds really cool. It's sounds not, really cool. Someone has rebuilt Sonic. Someone has rebuilt Yoshi's Island on PlayStation. I don't know how long they'll be up because of copyright, but it, it looks like, and I didn't try them because I was just trying to flick through. My, uh, my eyes were like the size of saucers. I was like, I want to try that, I want to try that, I want to try that. I tried a little RPG game, which was fun. I tried, where should I try? What did I see? It's somebody's built Spider-Man, and like, it's got the web-slinging mechanics, and I'm just like, what? I was like, how have people done this? You can make games, you can make films, you can make music videos, you can, it's just this world of, you want to do something, you can do it. Yeah. Like, uh, I can it's... see myself getting lost in it for hours and hours and hours it sounds really cool i mean i, I was always a big fan of medium molecule stuff i i enjoyed uh little big planet uh, yes. a little big planet too. i did play a lot of the third one but yeah uh, it, 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 you know these guys are amazing and what do they give uh players the chance to do and the creators that do it are really amazing uh paulo suggested in in his uh little recording there that we might start doing a, a dream of the the week or oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, think, uh-huh. I think there's every possibility that we'll be doing that as we check mm-hmm. things out uh yeah looks looks really good but no it's it's got so much potential and it's just it's so big it's a wee bit daunting like you do a school out a lot play that oh wait wait is there something else and you start favoriting things i think i favorited like 53 things in an hour because i was just I like can... oh try that oh try that oh try that <laughs> i could imagine i i, I certainly could <laughs> enjoy that and i think it's quite cool that it does let you do that sort of like mm. you can curate or you can add lists and, and add things i think yeah with the pc uh i believe as well you can like you can you can find things on the pc and add it ah. to your play, play later list and all that sort of stuff that was my that was my next bit of homework so i only got like i said dip my toe in and i was like how yeah. did people as it they must have used something except the ps4 to get things looking like that so here we go gary hogg Simmons video game creator in the future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I I can't wait to see what people uh, have explored. I as I said, uh, you know, uh, I thought when we got the codes, I thought, well, I'll give pa- Paolo wanted to try it. I knew you'd fancy that, and I was a bit like, well, I've got an awful lot on, uh, at the moment. I was like, I'll I'll leave it to you guys, but at some point, I'm definitely going to have to drop in and check it out. Oh yeah. Uh, but the game I really wanted to talk about is Hunt Showdown. Now, Paul oh. touched on it. Paul oh. has, of course, talked about how terrifying it is. Uh, we, you know, we, we only just got this. It's only just come out. Uh, the servers weren't live for a while, so, it, it, you know, we've not really had a chance to properly play it until now. Um, we've all basically just done, much like Paul, the, uh, the, the little tutorial, and I have mm-hmm. to say, it was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, when Paul said it was terrifying, it's like, you're just a big Jesse Biscuit, we know this, but I... Oh, oh, oh no! I, Even the I was ducks screaming. are scary. Oh, uh, the the crows! It was the crows yeah. that had me screaming and shitting in the air. I was like, "What's baby?" Um, it, no, it, it's good. I played that tutorial, and I actually, and I'm, 
you know, I'm good at shooters. I like that sort of stuff. That's mm-hmm. definitely Paul's right. You know, it's it's the cowboys and monsters. It's definitely my kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but it's scary. I wasn't. I wasn't no, expecting it, it to be as scary as it is. Um, yeah, I had doubts. And did you know, see when you went into like barns and houses, that's when it get even worse for me because I was like, oh, I don't absolutely. know how to get out of this. Oh. And, and there's this sort of mechanic where uh, you you sort of like you hold down the R one button and it it, it it makes you detect where like clues are and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You see this kind of weird blue glow, and um and and uh, yeah, quite often the glow is inside the house, and you're like, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to go into that house. <laughs> uh, Feeling of you know, perpetual dread. That was scary enough, just like that, with the the sort of zombie characters and the big spider and all that sort of stuff to fight. But there there'll, there'll be actual other players there to kill you as well. So, yeah, and it's permadeath. You die and you're out. So yeah, I find that like the higher the hunter mechanic, which is really interesting, because then if you spend ages developing that hunter and then they die, and you're like, oh. Uh. Um, no, it's it's quite. I, I'm looking forward to when we get proper into the online scene, how that all works. Yeah. Well, you know, for the listeners out there, if you are interested, we will be streaming this next week. Um, yes. Keep an eye on our social media. We will be able to tell you exactly when. We'll keep you up to date. But we're going to try out the trios. The the so we'll, well the three of us. We've all got the game. Uh, they were incredibly. I think it was Cock. Koch Media, uh, I'm sure Paolo said so on the thing, but uh, they were incredibly great, uh, generous to us. We managed to get three copies of the game. We are all going to play it. We're all going to stream it live. You'll be able to check us out on our uh, Twitch and uh, and uh, be able to see how we do. I think there will be a lot of screaming, Gary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Between what Paul should hopefully do the most. I mean, we are, we are hardy boys, but I think I will definitely be giving it a good yell or two. Yeah, I mean, well, Paul, as you said, Paul, Paul's the big wuss. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm saying, purely you're the screamer, I would say. You, yeah, you probably... yeah. I, I, I'm quite reactionary. <laughs> Gary's uh, streams and horror games are very NSFW. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I said, no one's here. <laughs> so yeah. Any miners, don't watch. Yeah, don't watch. Maybe swap to Paul or yeah. my stream for that. Although. <laughs> We'll all be on a group chat or whatever, so you'll be able to hear everyone. Who says, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so if you like the sound of that, then please do check us out. You can, of course, keep an eye on our social media and uh, and be sure to give us all a follow on Twitch so that when that stream comes live, you'll be able to see us. Um, if you don't know how to find us, here's how to do it. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men or email info at thenearlymen.com. Chops, a few people have been in touch. Yes, 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 yes. The, the aforementioned Jamesy42, who of course was throwing shade about my dancing ability. Uh, <laughs> he he has been in touch. We asked him what he'd been playing. He has said, tried Neil, failed Neil. <laughs> Had a wee- go at the sims 4 <laughs> yeah uh jamesy I, i'm not i mean i, I admire you trying but I, yeah neil's probably not actually your kind of game Neil's uh, a tough cookie i can't wait to play it i've not played it yet um i i didn't really want to mix it up with sekiro so i'm i'm sort of playing sekiro now and then i'll play neil uh, they're very different i play yeah. both now i think, I think it's they are very more, different I think it's more thematically, uh, yeah, they are different types of games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which which is good. Um, but the other issue is when I play games that are 
different but kind of similar. I sometimes mix up control systems ah, or okay. or or because like, I I suddenly go oh where where's this and that and then I realise that I've I've I'm playing the wrong game in my head. <laughs> uh, but it sounds great. Uh, James he's also playing Sims Four. Nice to know he's had a wee go. Hope he's enjoying that. Uh, Mick's been in touch. He's getting his Bioshock on. Yep. Getting my Bioshock on. Played the first two, but not the third, Gary Hogg. That was one of your games of the decade. It was indeed. It will be a glorious time. I hope you enjoy it, Mick, because I love it to pieces. Booker DeWitt. That's Booker. the character's name, isn't it? That's yeah. the character's name. Cool name. Booker DeWitt. Uh, Jamie Simpson's been in touch. Uh, this is Jamie Simpson, who we weren't sure if that was actually Gary Hogg, and Jamie mm. Simpson and Gary Hogg were the same person. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he saw the Sonic movie today. It's pretty good. Well, we enjoyed it anyway. I was there for the nostalgia. My little boy for the blue furry hedgehog. Guess <laughs> I will probably play Sonic Mania now, as, I, uh, as he's had it for ages and hasn't played it. Sonic Mania is good. Yeah, I've not played it either. Uh, I'm sure I've got it. I think it's that was a mental. PS Plus game. Yeah, but it's good. Uh, I think. I mean, Sonic was never really my thing, being a Nintendo boy. But um, ah, oh, Sonic yeah. was my thing. I was a big Sonic fanboy. But uh, Sonic Mania sounds cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, any thoughts? Uh, what are you thinking about the Sonic movie? I heard it's it's doing really well. I think it, it's outsold the Pikachu, the Detective Pikachu movie. Um, I see. So I'm definitely. I think actually I'm going with my pal and his wee boys, ah, and that's okay. just my excuse to go to a cinema for the kids and not look like a big weirdo. Uh-huh. Um, so we should hopefully be seeing that in the next couple of weeks. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's Sonic, and now that they've made him look decent, like Sonic, yeah, yeah. Um, it's less going to feel my nightmares. So the no, Jim, the Jim Carrey thing's a bit weird, but I see that. You know, because when I saw him at first, it just looked like Jim Carrey, but there's a point yeah. where he looks a bit more like Dr. Robotnik. You know? um, Apparently, he's fantastic in it. People are, like, raving about him. So, no, it's, I've, I've heard really good things, surprisingly. I've I've heard very mixed things because, uh, you know, being being an actor and uh, mm. being very, very interested in film, I follow lots of film reviewers. And also, you know, I'm a gamer and we do the podcast, I follow lots of gamers, and it's split right down the middle. See all the film ah. reviews, reviewers, they're all uh-huh. saying it's absolutely terrible, and all the gamers are actually saying, yeah, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> so, ah, interesting. So I don't know where I'll sit on it, really. Uh, Let's yeah. just say it's not the Super Mario Brothers movie. No, well, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I reckon that even the reviewers that didn't like it wouldn't be that scathing on it, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, sounds good. Uh, Gary, there are a hell of a lot of games that are coming out in the next couple oh, of weeks. Oh, there are so many. Uh, so bear with me while I fly through these. Uh, on the 24th of February, we've got Project Aether, First Contact. That's coming to PC. Uh, what else we've got? Uh, 25th of February, we've got a whole bunch of games. We've Oof. got Arcade Fuzz, Conan Chop Chop, Uh <laughs> Arcade Fuzz is going to Switch. Uh, Conan Chop Chop is going PS4 uh, to the Switch, the PC, and the Xbox One. Uh, Game of Thrones is coming. That's PC uh, and the Oculus Rift. Uh, we've got Gods and Monsters. Uh, it's coming uh, PS4 and uh, Switch and the uh, PC. Hay Fever. That's also coming to everything. Uh, PC, Switch, all the consoles and the PC. Uh, Hunting Simulator 2. That's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And Samurai Showdown is coming to the Switch. 
26th of February, we've got Beautiful Desolation to PC. Uh, Bio Inc. Nemesis is coming to Android and iOS. Uh, Edgar Bok Bok in Bullzak. I think Paul's just <laughs> making these up now. Uh, that's coming to Xbox One, uh, Switch and PC. Hero Must Die Again is coming to PS4 and PC. 27th of February, we've got Heaven Dust for Switch and PC. Hero Must Die Again is also out the, on the Switch on the 27th, a day day after the others. Uh, Shadow Arena is coming to the PC, and Under Hero is out on the Switch. Ooh. Uh, 28th of February, we've got Metro Redux, which of course has been out on consoles for absolutely years. It's out on the Switch. Um, we've got One Punch Man. A Hero Nobody Knows, that's coming to PS4, Xbox One and PC. And Romance of the Three Kingdoms 14 is coming to PS4 and PC. That sounds quite interesting. Mm. On the 3rd of March, we've got Curse of the Dead Gods. That's coming to the PC. Uh, We've also got Hyper Galactic Psychic (laughs) Table Tennis 3000. That is a title. That is indeed a title. That is a title. PC. Um... And then on the 4th of March, we've got Baron Fur is going to fly. That's going to the Xbox One, the Switch, and the PC. We've got Bombing Quest coming to the PC that day. And also Infinity, which is also coming. That's going to PC and Mac. On the 5th of March, we have Broomstick League. Uh, That's coming to PC. And The Longing is coming to PC, Macs, and Linux, I guess. Yep. on the 6th of March, which of course I meant to stay because that's my birthday, uh, I'll be sure to send all your cards and well wishes in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Carly and the Reaper, Reaper Man. Reaper Man. That was an odd uh, space here in the quote in the title. Uh, Carly and the Reaper Man: Escape from the Underworld. That's coming to PS4. That sounds cool. Mm. Look into that. We've got Murder by Numbers coming uh, on to the Switch and the PC that day, and finally. On the 6th of March, we have Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX to the Switch. Uh, well, Gary, I'm, I'm going to ask you now if there's any games that are jumping out at you, but I think I know the answer. A lot of games. Well, one game that jumped out at me was Hay Fever. Who wants Hay Fever? What a name. Well, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oof. And now I'm kind of thinking what's about. So it's got me intrigued. So I'm kind of going to go like do a wee deep dive and see what is Hay Fever all about. Well, there we go. But the, the one game that I do have my eye on as Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I always wanted to try the Mystery Dungeon games on my DS because that's uh-huh. the first choice. And I never got round to them. So now with my Switch, I'm thinking, can never go wrong with a bit of Pokemon. So Absolutely. I might jump in and, and see how, how it is. I always like the, the, the intrigue, the, the story behind it, that you get turned into a Pokemon. Well, that might just be one of them, but I remember reading that and I was like, that sounds cool. But they never got it. So... Out of that list, that's the one that's making me go, ooh. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, looking through it, there's there's various ones. Uh, I see the Switch is obviously getting quite a few things. Samurai Showdown, Under Hero. Metro Redux, that's pretty interesting. That's coming mm. to the Switch. Um, it'll be interesting how, you know, we'd, we were always wondering how the Switch was going to cope with these ports of, of yeah. big console games. Uh, but, you know, uh, I see that Switcher, as they're calling it, uh, which yeah. three is working very well on the Switch. It does. So, it runs smoothly. I got it. So the, there's obviously more guts in the in the little the little thing than than people think. Mm. 
yeah, so that's that. That's an awful lot of games coming out. Uh, we have uh, a, curs- a cursory um, pile through all those various uh, reviews. Loads of different games. Um, yeah, have you got? Was there one in particular you enjoyed the most, Gary? Is it is it Under Hero for you? I or is think. It- Underhero, just because it's totally up my street with the humor and the style and the mashup of Metroidvania plus RPG, but uh, the 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 hunt game, the the scary dude. Oh my gosh, we're gonna die! <laughs> scary dude, hunt, hunt showdown. Showdown. Yeah, I can't remember the, the same part of the name, but uh, that's I cannot wait to get into that properly with the team playing aspect. Very much so, yeah. I'm looking forward mm. to trying that as well. Uh, as I said, very curious about dreams. Um, uh, but I have to give a shout out to both Blair Witch and Dragon, both quite different and, and kind of similar in other ways. Mm. But um, both very, very good. I, I thought they were great, and I would recommend them both if, if you're looking for Dragon. If you want a, a lovely little story, uh, quite sedate, quite experienced, uh, Blair Witch, if you genuinely want to uh, scare yourself. Scare the bejesus out of yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, with that, uh, Gary, you know, I, I had to re-listen to the last couple of episodes, obviously I've not been available for, and uh, there's all this serious shade about how much talking I do and how <laughs> and how the, the podcast always overruns because of me. Well, well, I'm just looking at the time here. This has been our quickest one. Yeah, it's Kaczynski. It's Paul. It's, it's him. Doing all his little impressions and his silly little voices. It's him that takes up all the time. Yeah, we get I get every time I say that it was just me and Colin doing the podcast, everyone was like, Oh well, a buckle in for the longest podcast ever. Aye, and look at aye. us. Look at us. It's an absolute disgrace that my name has been blackened by this. <laughs> Although I'm now going to sit down for half an hour and just, uh, just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely slander Paul. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, we've come in a little bit, uh, a little bit shorter than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was short and sweet this time. Uh, but got a lot of fun talking about a lot of great games and. Absolutely. Uh, for all the listeners out there, be sure to keep an eye on our social media. We'll keep you updated. We will definitely be streaming Hunt Showdown next week. As I said, we're all quite excited about what this will be like in the multiplayer uh, arena, as it were. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, there will be a lot of screams. There will be a lot of swearing from Gary, mainly. Um, but definitely worth checking out. Um, so be sure to check it out and give us all a follow on Twitch. Uh, right. Well, if there's no other business, Gary. All done. Then, uh, then I think we'll we'll get back to playing all our millions of other games we've got to play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone out there, for listening, and thank you to everybody that got in touch. Uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what what uh, what you thought of the reviews. Did, did you agree? Did you not agree? Do you think we should just get rid of Paolo because he clearly takes up too much time? Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we will see you back. Uh, on our very next episode and uh, we'll we'll be in touch then alright Gary say goodbye goodbye alright and it's uh, goodbye from me bye bye